Welcome to episode 63 of the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Podcast. My name's Tony Esmond, events rep at No Brow Books and co-publisher at Tribute Press. With me we've got a new guest, someone who hasn't been on the show before. Um, he is the artist who designed the actual logo. If you look at your phone, you'll see the logo that he designed. A comics fan, a comics creator, who I've known for quite a few years now actually. Um, yes, it's the PXD, Mr. Pete Davis. Hello, Good Dave. evening. <laughs> What's the X? Hello, hello, hello. I always wondered what X was. Is it like that? <laughs> Danger UXB, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's 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 all about mystery, isn't it? Um, it? It's a really really boring story. In that, a few years ago, I started uh, a job, and when they input my initials onto the system, there was another guy who had PD as their initials. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. they were going, well, "What's his What's his middle name?" Didn't know. Put the X in, and it just stuck. But to be honest with you, I've kind of pulled away from it a little bit in recent times because, you know, if nobody knows who you are. It, <laughs> it doesn't really matter what the X stands for, does it? You know, oh, he's a mystery. Nobody knows him. Well, Nobody I, gives a shit. So. I think the first time we ever met, was it at Nottingham? I'm going to say Nottingham a few years ago. Uh, it was, yeah. The first time I met you was Nottingham, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and I only knew yeah. you as the PXD. And I, I, was yep. I was desperately trying not to call you PXD to your face. Because I was thinking, <laughs> is it P? I couldn't remember. But it's, it is yeah. so memorable. I think the PXD works. I don't, and it, to be, for someone who's old and remembers that TV series, Danger UXB. I kind of think right. it works. Yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> up to you. And uh, you say you, you say you're backing away from it, but it's the word that it's the name that is on my screen now on Skype. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll stick with it then. It's the PXD. I'm a mystery. Nobody knows who or what you're I am. Unexploded D. I don't know what that means. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. The um, cool. now you um, are a comics creator as well, which we're going to talk about a bit. After this, we're going to talk about what you've got in the works. So I know you've got a little bit of an announcement to make. But to start with, we're going to talk about a comic, and we're going to we're going to. Now I'm guessing the we won't say what the comic is yet, but I'm guessing the door opened for this one when you recently recovered some long boxes, did you, or something? Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my old man was basically is sick to death of the fact that my comic collection has probably been stuck in his loft. <laughs> you're not a young probably man since... Pete. you're not a young man no i'm not so... a young man not a young man in, in a lot <laughs> probably been stuck in his life for close to 20 years bloody hell and okay. i think he got sick to death and, and and has said for me for a while you really do need to move these out if possible and funnily enough um another guy um on an image uh, board on uh facebook right had asked me about doing some uh doing some podcasts to do with 90s image books and so i was trying to get get hold of him uh, the lockdowns happened, really struggled. Uh, but over the Christmas period, I thought, right, sod it. I'm going to go and grab them. So yeah. I think there was 11 long boxes and a whole heap of bags that doesn't include all the stuff that's in my current house. So <laughs> the missus is not, she's not happy. <laughs> to be honest with you, they're currently in our bedroom <laughs> um, waiting to be you know, moved on gold, to. that's gold, man. That's like, <clears throat> look down, go through the boxes, not look up, and it's eight hours later. It's, that's how I would feel about it, you know. I know you were posting photographs of it as well, weren't you? Yeah. Well, genuinely, some of the stuff I actually went through, I don't even remember buying. <laughs> right, have, yeah. You know, honest to God, yeah. have, don't remember buying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gold, like you say. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the quality. The, I, don't, you, I mean, I had this when I had Alan and we talked about Gregory. And I, he, he was telling me about this series, or, you know, off air. So I don't think I know what yeah. that is, mate. I haven't seen that. How's that? I haven't, I have not seen it. And then I bought, bought, obviously bought them all off eBay. Then I was going through a random long box and found that, yeah, I actually had one of the issues. <laughs> I just had no <laughs> zero memory. Somebody asked me what they... They said, oh, did you read Sleepwalker? You know, remember that Marvel series? Did you read Sleepwalker in the 90s? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, what was it like? I said, I've got no memory of it whatsoever. Yeah. Couldn't tell you anything about it. Warlock and the Infinity yeah, that... Watch. I might remember the first issue. After that, no memory of it. I read it all. You know, it's <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, you I think chose... there's a lot of books that you just forget, don't you? That's, that's the thing. Oh, totally, man. Yeah. Not yeah. memorable. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're reading them for fun. We're not studying them for exam, are we? Yeah. <laughs> no. So well, you're not. Hang on, you're not marking me on this, are you? We are. Yeah, yeah. You're doing well so far. You got a, a B minus. The um, <laughs> the now well, is this book that we're talking about tonight from the long boxes that you recovered? It is. Yes. Yeah, okay. Is. Did you want to tell us what it is? <clears throat> yeah. Um. It's Uncanny X Men issue two zero one. Uh, which is where Storm and Cyclops fight for the leadership of the X Men. Yeah, now this was quite a hot book back in the day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. This was. I remember going to my comic shop. Um, I think I was. Yeah, I think I was still. Where was I going to a comic shop? It would have been Ipswich. I was sort of 
walking into town to, on the on the Saturday morning, and I got there, and I was a big X Men reader, and I said, "Oh, have you still got two zero one?" And they said, "No, it's sold out." And I'm like, "My face must have been so sad <laughs> that um, the they went in the back and found a copy and brought it out to me, which is quite oh, nice yeah. of them." Yeah, so that's where I got mine from. Let's just read out. Let's um, just do the credits. So it, it was released in January 1986. It has a number of titles, um, one of which being Who Will Lead Them. I think that's the one on the cover. Am I right in saying that, Pete? That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, inside it says Duel, um, but Duel, I yeah. think we'll get to this later. Oh, yeah, we'll get to this later, but I think the previous issue credited it with a different title. So coming next week, it, next month is, and it gave it another title, which I think I've written down somewhere. We might get to in a bit. <laughs> but the um, it's written by Chris Claremont, um, artist Rick Leonardi, Guest Inca is Wilkes Portacio, Colours Glynis Oliver, Letters Tom Orzachowski, Editor Anne Nascenti, Editor-in-Chief Jim Shooter. I had a look on eBay, and it goes somewhere between 10 quid and 25 quid at the moment. Yeah. Well, I know that you mentioned when I when I said about the book, and you said it's a hot book, you know, it's one of those hot books. Yeah. And I, I think I replied to you that mine definitely is not uh, worth anything. <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty doggy, just like most of the stuff from back then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Now we're going to go through a little bit through the story and, and talk a little bit about the creators. But did you want to say why it's a hot book? To me, or I mean, well, to, to collectors back in the day. Do you know yeah. why? Or I don't, to be honest with you. I haven't got a clue. I can only assume it's to do with the fact that you know it's Aurora versus uh, versus Scott. I don't um, think came so. Out I... Just after Magneto joined the X Men as, as yeah. leader, you know. Yeah. So to to set the scene. Magneto has just joined the X-Men as a sort of almost like a penance. He's he's like being groomed to lead them, I suppose. But he plays a minimal a minimal part in this issue. But the reason, as I understand it, it was the first appearance of Nate's, uh, Nathan Summers as an infant. Of course, of course, yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm... So he'd previously turned up as an adult, obviously as Cable, in uh, New Mutants 87, that amazing issue. <laughs> it's now not worth a pound. But, uh, yeah, we, which also was a hot book at the time. Um and yeah, he's. It's a it's a funny issue because it's a mixture of a lot of things, isn't it? It's like a, it's almost like a bridging issue to me. Did you get that impression? Um. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, is I don't own issue two hundred or two hundred two. Right. Because okay. obviously at the time, you know, as you as you've already mentioned, you know, it was whatever it was potluck what you're going to pick up in your local news agents. Yeah. So I own pretty much one uh, one nine four to to, to one nine nine. I think I'm missing one issue. Yeah. And there's no 200, I'm guessing, because it was a double issue. So either the uh, the news agents didn't bother picking it up, or you know somebody else decided, oh, that's important. It looks looks important. Yeah. Um, and then I've got 201, and then 205. So you know, it was it was one of them things. So I, I tried to actually purchase 200 and 202 from um, from one of the you know the dreaded online stores, right. uh, and unfortunately, hoping it would come before today, so I could sort of read into it. And uh, yeah, no, not here. Now it's it's interesting because issue two hundred was the trial of Magneto, um, mm-hmm. which was um, I think drawn by yeah it was drawn by John John Romita Jr. Um, and inked by Dan Green. And then you get this issue two hundred one, which has a lot of different story threads in it. And then following that, you get the next issue, which is um, which is the one that ties into Secret Wars two. Yeah, that's right. Is it? Has you got the Beyonder in there? Is that two hundred three? Uh, I think that might be. Looking now, that's two o three. But I think he does. He might appear in two o two as well, off the top of my head. JRJR yeah. is back on in, uh, on art duties, isn't he? As of two o two. So it, it, considering it seems to me, it seems like quite an important event. This, you know, who will lead them? But they decided to throw it out there to you know a journeyman artist who kind of does fill-ins. Yeah. Um, it, it, it does seem odd. <clears throat> Here's a strange one. Before we get into Rick Leonardi, um, who's had a bit of a resurgence. I know you and I. I think you, slightly more than me, listened to the uh, Rob Liefeld podcast. Yeah. And Rob has gone on record, as I understand it, in the past, as saying that Rick Leonardo was associated with, is it Birdman or Bird, you know, that character in New Mutants. He said he's... New he, Mutants, yes. Fortunately, <clears throat> Rob swooped in and saved the New Mutants line, which ended <laughs> about 15 issues later. <laughs> but, uh, the, yeah, that uh, Birdman creature was weird looking as well. I've got a few issues of, of him in and... It's it's a very odd looking acting character. Yeah, it was strange. It was it, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's strange. It was. It's kind of to me. It tied in a little bit with the New Mutants being a book for younger readers, almost. I think, which is where it kind of started. Yeah. It started with Bob McLeod and Sal Buscema, and then, of course, it went completely off the rails, and everyone went, "Wow, this is an adult book." When uh, Sinkovich <laughs> took on, didn't they? You know, it's, uh, are you an X Men fan? Are you? A, is that is that a passion of yours? Is that a sort of little area collecting yeah. for you? Or? Yeah, I would say that the X the X titles were always my favourite. I mean, you know, the Uncanny X Men, X Factor, I had New Mutants, all that. That sort of stuff from yeah. the, the mid to late eighties, um, and and then going into you know the nineties with X Force, you know, X Factor as it carried on, yeah, um, and then you know the two X titles, it's like the, the X Men titles, and, and so on and so forth. Wolverine, you know, I, and probably that's probably the bulk of my collection, I would imagine. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, it um it had its ups and downs in that period, but there's certainly some gems in the certainly Uncanny and New Mutants for me. The uh, I should really like the Romita series, the Romita issues. I think I think he does so well yeah. in that. Um, good. Okay, so um, let's talk a little bit. But we're going to get into it. We're not going to go through all the events in this book, but we're going to cover some of the the important ones. But I thought we could have a little chat about Rick Leonardi first off. Um, yep. As you say, mate, he fills in on this issue, which he was quite um, like you say, quite a journeyman. He would fill in with issues here and there. He was born uh, in August 1957 in Philadelphia. Grew up in Massachusetts. Uh, graduated from Dartmouth College in 1979 and started working in Marvel the following year. His yeah. first um, Marvel work, the first comics work, was in Thor 303, cover dated January 1981, and he collaborated, um, he was known to collaborate with Bill Mantlo on a couple of projects. He did the Scarlet and the Vision of the Scarlet Witch miniseries and the Cloak and Dagger miniseries. He, um, he's still about, he's, I mean, he's still doing stuff, he's still appearing at conventions, you can still find interviews with him online. Uh, he did some stuff at event comics, he did Painkiller Jane 1 to 5, he did Hellboy and Painkiller Jane. Um, Amazing Spider-Man, he had a short run on that. He did quite a lot on Spider-Man 2099, which was actually pretty good. Did you read any of that stuff? Or? Um, I think I've got the first few issues of that. Um, well, yeah. I, I remember it being a different artist, but I must be... Th- maybe it was a different cover artist, I can't really remember. Okay, yeah, he did but, a um, Yeah, I believe he did, not the first, loads, he, but... he did quite a, quite a few issues um, of that, and Fantastic Four, I believe, as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did some Nightwing, um, he did about 10, 12 issues of that. He did some Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, did some vigilante. Um, almost called it vigilante. That's a, that's a. <laughs> write that down, Pete. We'll do that that's one. A, yeah, it's interesting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of his style? How does it how does it strike you? Is it something uh, you you like or? Yeah, I, I'm actually I'm actually quite a big fan of it. It's, it's funny because um, issue two three five is one he did as well. Okay. And I think that was the first book that I purchased with my own money. That it wasn't something my mum bought. It oh, was wow. bought for me. Yeah. Um, and he actually draws that one as well. It's one of the ones where they're in the outback. Um, and and I, I kind of like his blocky blocky style to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Might be a little bit, I guess, of, of, of John Romita at the time. Maybe it was a bit of a house style. Yeah, um, I can see this them, fitting so. into a Romita run somehow. Yeah. It's not exactly the same, but the, yeah, there's definitely parallels to be drawn for me there. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Um, and I know you mentioned he's he's doing something now. I, I did have a quick look on his on his website. He's got a uh, an original graphic novel on the way. Oh okay. Oh nice. This year, and his style has changed slightly. There's, there's quite a few pictures in there. Oh well. What do you know uh, what it's about? It just says in, the theme no, about? it just says in the works, right. original graphic novel, and then there's maybe 15, 15, 20 pages, I guess, scattered on a table. And you can see there's uh, <laughs> some, 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 you know, some planes and some, uh, some battleships, etc. So, I mean, it looks quite interesting, but I, I do like his art style. And I did like his art style back then, I have to admit. Yeah, yeah. God bless him. At least he didn't kickstart it and keep us waiting for four years where it is. But yeah, okay. <laughs> And then overcharges. Yeah. Um, mm. Good. So let's let's have a little read through. Then we, we're going to. We, we, I don't really intend talking about Chris Claremont. We might talk a little bit about his writing style, but I think he's been mentioned enough on this podcast. Yeah. But I thought we could uh, have a run through and just mention some of the pages we liked. I have to say the first page. Um, sorry, turning my notebook pages there. But the um, the first page is, and the credits page, is this really bizarre group shot. Where yeah. it's not actually possible for people to stand that close to each other. No. It's it's no. It works, but it's a strange representational sort of thing, you know. It is, it is really odd. I mean, I, I know it's on that first page as well. There there are two people who are not, I would say, enamoured with the child. Uh, yeah. Rachel Summers looks a bit a bit concerned in some respects. There isn't a big smile on the face, and obviously, um, <laughs> Scott has this almost disdain for the baby. Yeah, this is really this is a really like, oh, weird God. story point, isn't it? That he doesn't yeah, really yeah. want the baby, but can't really say it. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. I mean, and so many people love um, 
you know, Scott Summers and, and think of him this this wonderful Boy Scout and he's heroic, etc. He comes across as a complete jackass in this in this issue. He really does, yeah, he really does. <laughs> I'm a fan of Scott. I know we, we were yeah. just talking about because we're both listeners of Eleven O'clock Comics, and they did their favourite and their least favourite yeah. X Men, and Scott's quite up there for me. I've got to tell you, yeah, I don't yeah. mind him. Uh, I think no, it's because of the history I've got with him, you know. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I I think he's you know he's, he's always been one of those that that I, I've I've always quite liked. Um, but I've never really thought about him in this. Like I say, this 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 complete yeah pain in the ass role that he that he kind of seems to have developed in this certainly in this issue. That I never ever realised, you know, previously because he's always been the leader of the X Men to me. Yeah, I'm, me I, too. I know yeah. Savior, but but he's always been that 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 like on you know in field leader. He is. He's always the captain in the field, isn't he? To me, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I agree totally, and we'll get onto that in a minute. Now, um, that although he does, if I was if I was a sort of bloke who lived in Essex, Pete, I might say he does a lot of birds, doesn't he? <laughs> he does smash a lot of birds, Scott, doesn't he? Yeah. And the thing is, he, he doesn't seem to care. You know, one, <laughs> yeah. one, one girl dies, it's, oh, there's another redhead, I'll have her. And, and then it's a case of, oh, now I'm going to go for the blonde. He just doesn't seem to care, does he? That is really strange. Also, how did that happen? So your girlfriend is dies in one of the moments in comics history. Um, yeah. And then another woman turns up and she looks exactly like her, so you get off with her. Yeah. Just it's was strange. Kind of odd. Yeah. Um, good. Now, a couple of other questions here. Um, obviously, Claremont writes great, great female characters. Um, he writes some, there's, and there's a variety in this in this central image of some really great characters. However, I've got the, I've got the main question. The main question I have to ask you throughout the whole of this podcast is: Storm, Mohawk or no Mohawk? Right. Okay. Um, yeah. I guess because when I started reading comics, she had a mohawk. Right. I'm a big fan okay. of it. You like it? Um, okay. I like the mohawk, and I like the, the the leather, you know, sort of biker chick look about her. Um, but again, I think it's one of them things that that's how she looked when I came into comics. Right. Okay. Um, um, doesn't mean to say that you know it's 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 something I'd always go for. But I mean, I, funnily enough, I actually found out I was reading something probably about two hours ago because it was Paul Smith who designed her as a character. I don't know if you've, you've, you've ever heard this. What, the and original or the Mohawk style? The Mohawk style. Right, yeah, okay, yep. And Wheezy turned around and said, you know, he, he, he drew a bunch of designs, and one of them, he put Storm looking like Mr. T. Right. And Wheezy okay. went, well, why not? Let's just take the mick, and, you know, we're damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. And they ch- chose it as her look, and that's apparently a bad joke that got out of hand was what Paul Smith said. Oh, okay. That's, that's where this look came from. That's 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 what I've read, anyway. Oh, I love Paul uh, Smith, man. I was looking at there's a commission I saw online today of um, he drew Usagi versus Wolverine, and it's amazing. Mm. Oh my god, yeah, really good. He's he's much like the forgotten X Men artist sometimes. I think it's Paul Smith, isn't he? That little run yeah. he did with Mariko and um, that led back into the Cochrane run again. It was so good. You know, for someone who's, who's when Byrne left the X Men, my heart broke as a little kid. You know, I think he yeah. was he was all right, and that Doctor Strange run he did was really good. Yeah, for me, back to Storm. For me, she was the unattainable goddess to me as a character throughout Byrne's run, and then she did this to herself, and I did feel like saying, "What have you done to yourself?" You know, it was like that. It was like that thing where you know, mum says to their daughters, "You look, you used to look pretty, and now look what you've done." Oh. You know, it's like that, isn't it? You know, it's a bit of that going on. Are you saying you think she had a bit of a mental breakdown, or? Yeah, there's something going on, isn't there? Yeah, there's some rebellion. I felt like there was some kind of sort of rebellion yeah. that she's done, but I suppose it was something to do with, um, is it Callisto and all that little thing going on, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay, so it's an interesting panel. The baby looks weird. I think the baby looks weird. Um, it looks like a plastic well, baby. Rogue's eyes really freak me out. Yeah. Now, was she depowered at this point? Uh, no, I don't think so. Right. Because there's a point in the book where um, she says that someone touched her. Um, I think it's during the baseball game. And she said they'll never do that again. Right. but I... Um, So I don't think she's depowered at this point. I think oh. it's just, uh, just, just Aurora. I think it's just Storm. Just Storm, that's right, yeah. Yeah, it's just Storm, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um and um what is going on with Rogue's face? It looks like she's pressed her face against a window and is making a silly face, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's a weird one. They just I think that was almost like they had to fit her in. I don't like that haircut. <laughs> no, the... no, it's um 
it, it's, it's very 80s, I guess. You know, it's, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of 80s hairdos going God, on. There is in that. Look at Rachel Summons' hair. Also, I don't approve <laughs> I know, of that. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, that. yeah. Um, we're talking about people's women's hair, and then you've got Wolverine down the bottom. He just looks like a hairy furball. To, to me, that's how Wolverine should look. Wolverine was the runt. Wolverine was the yeah. the brawler. He, I think since, and as much as I love Jackman's portrayal of him, I think since we've had yeah. Jackman, he's become this more sort of heroic-looking figure, and I don't think, for me, that quite works. I like him as this sort of furball, no. you know. What? I mean, to me, he was kind of, I'm not going to say he was on par with Puck from Alpha Flight, but yeah, they were both, you know, neither of them were particularly good looking guys. They were just, you know, five foot nothing Wolvie he was or whatever. And, and that, you know, he wasn't supposed to look like a Hollywood superstar. I just say Hugh Jackman has, has changed all that now. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, in the race to get into Gene's knickers, he was always the outsider, wasn't he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, although he liked a bit of rough, you know, so. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I live in hope for that sort of thing all the time. But the um yeah, so we get this this interplay, you hold the baby, now you hold the baby, we get all that. There's a sort of very strange tickle fest going on between yeah. Nightcrawler and Rachel, which just seems strange. I'm not sure whether adults would do that in front of people. I I, I don't know whether because on on the next page, um Kitty says he's supposed to he's the team leader. He's supposed to set an example. So I don't know whether that's that that whole tickle fest is to supposed to say, oh look, he's very childish, and he really shouldn't be in charge. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know whether yeah. that's it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, and then she hands the baby off to um, Kitty Pride, doesn't she? Um, yeah. Kitty Pride gets it. Is Kitty gay now? I think we're all. Oh, is she bisexual? I think now, Kitty. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I haven't got a clue. Yeah, who yeah. knows? Millennials. Um, <laughs> Good. And then uh, Madeline and Stormgarth and have a little tete-a-tete. Um, it's, it's very talky, isn't it? Isn't it? You know, it really is. Well, yeah. I mean, this this whole section now with Madeline and, and, and Storm is is where it Claremont goes into his, you know, is is it? I'm going to over-explain everything and and just yeah. explain what's happened in the story just by someone telling somebody. Oh, do, do, do you know what happened here? Oh no, no, I don't. Please tell me everything in every tiny minute detail. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly what happened down to what you had for lunch you know it, it kind of gets to that point um yeah it does i've written in my that notes is claremont's style, isn't it, it is isn't and it I think yeah that was the style of marvel at the time as well i think you're right man it is i have put in my notes claremont please stop explaining every fucking thing that's going on <laughs> do, you, do you think that's where mansplaining comes from yeah, maybe x-men explaining that's the new thing <laughs> yeah i'm gonna start doing that now anyone asks me anything i'm just even the man in the shop i'm just gonna explain everything about my trip to asgard uh, and some of the there's some of the dialogue is a little bit shit there's a bit aurora i sense great rage oh really i mean nobody says that no you know um he over i was chatting to um daryl thorpe about this today um because i'd recommended i think i recommended to him that he read the great um the, the, the dark phoenix saga and he was saying yeah. so much writing tony mm. so much and even in this, you see it. And this is kind of me as well. Is like, I almost feel like they've been told, right, you will do The Secret Wars 2. You will do it. You know, and he thought, well, I've got to get yeah. all this sorted before we go into Secret before, Wars 2. Yeah, yeah, as you've said, you said earlier on, that it, it, it does seem a, like they've got so much to try and cram into one issue. Yeah. Um, and, and I wonder here as well, I've, I've not long read... Um, because I've gone back and, as you say, because I've got these long boxes back. Yeah. And I read, um, I think it's 198, and that's a Barry Windsor Smith um, issue where uh, a, Stor a storm is in Africa, and I think she's gone there to find herself. Yeah. And so I don't know when she says, I sense great rage, uh, rage in you. I don't, I don't know whether that's her, you know, oh, I'm, I'm one with my feelings again, <laughs> even though I haven't got my powers. Yeah. Uh, you know, talk to me. Yeah, I get DM you. DM me, hun. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's what it is. Dan said that to me. That made me laugh. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, in a weird moment that happens, um, Kitty and Rachel take the baby off, and then they she sort of psychically links them all to the baby, and then get, before giving the baby back to Madeline, I'm like, "We do him my baby." Well, <laughs> it's also for me because I remember things like, "Look who's talking." talking and when they say oh let's listen to what the baby's thinking about and all i can think is the baby's going you know can i have a suck on your tits and yeah. i have had a shit can you clean my ass yeah. for me was the, I mean, the, the baby thinking was the baby bruce willis in those films bruce willis yeah that was weird That's wasn't right, it, yeah. as well <laughs> it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
but that's the thing when they silent with this kid all i can think of is what is this child going to tell you it's a baby for god's sake yeah you know i don't know what you're expecting to you know to, to get from this child's thoughts yeah i watched some terrible youtube video earlier about the powers of cable you know and these sort of thing and some very excited american bloke who was shouting about cable can do this he can do this and i'm like oh fuck off but you know they are silinking with a kid that's probably going to be a mutant at some point maybe there was an issue yeah maybe that's you know who knows um <laughs> and then we're off to the star jammers so suddenly we go that because um xavier is away with lilandra on the star jammer ship and Carol Danvers turns up, who is now known as Bone as Binary, almost called a Bonary. What is happening this episode? I don't know. Um, Carol Danvers <sighs> turns up again. With... It's, it's it's as you said. It's just them cramming as much as they can into yeah, yeah. 22, 24 pages. Oh, Bonary turns up, Freudian, <laughs> and uh, she's she's chilling to Chod. Wait, what is going on? I don't know. So yeah, so they get on this ship. Um, is it Hepsibar? Is that the the lady who's got the looks a bit like Squirrel Girl, but a sort of white uh, yes yeah. i think so she's quite saucy yeah. isn't she i think she's all right she is a little bit yeah there's, yeah. there's not enough of her obviously too much chod <laughs> yeah yeah too much chod <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit here as well that made me laugh where carol danvers who i'm gonna say now i'm gonna full disclosure not my captain marvel yeah. monica rambo was my captain marvel i'm afraid that's uh, when i okay. came into it yeah i get you that was she was captain marvel to me so yeah bugger off your carol danvers um, but she comes in and explains to them that, you know, the ship's damaged and can't go anywhere. Now, from the external shot, it doesn't look that bad that it couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. But, you know, I'll believe it. And then, um, what's his name? Waldo, the, com- the, the bloody ship's computer sort of says, I've already told you that. I'm linked <laughs> to the damn, I'm, I'm linked to the damn computer, you know, computer, the, the, the ship. I've told you this. And he just goes, shut up. <laughs> I, just, I just find it odd, you know. The bloody computer is actually giving you the information, but you can shut up. And we There's almost, somebody who's been outside now the lock. Almost said we just had to have her outside flying about a bit. Possibly, Maybe it's yeah, a bit of that. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so let's pause at this moment and go back and talk about the Inca. I think that's an important subject. Yeah. So the Inca on this book is the great Wilkes Portacio, who um, was born in July 1963 in the Philippines. One of the seven image founders a few years later. But here he is inking Rick Leonardi, which, you know, I'm sure isn't a bad job, but is uh, is not probably due where he's going to be going. He, he moved around a bit as a kid, lived in New Mexico before his family finally settled in San Diego. He cites Jack Kirby and Neil Adams as huge influences, as many people do. He's a good buddy of Scott Williams. They went to high school together, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and he was offered a job after a portfolio review at San Diego Comic-Con in 1984. And he got in, work inking over um, Frank Sirocco and Chris Warner's work in Alien Legion. Now, there's a good series, Alien Legion. That must have been around your time, wasn't it? I don't think I've heard of that one, Alien Legion. I think, is it, did it start as Epic Comics? I've got a feeling. It's pretty good. Yeah, really good. Epic sort of. Comics were a part of Marvel. They were, they yeah. They were like the Vertigo went, before yeah. Vertigo of Marvel. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Sleaze Brothers and stuff like that. Yeah, loads of the yeah. Epic Illustrated and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dreadstar and all sorts of things, yeah. Um he inked, in 1985, he inked over Art Adams in the Longshot miniseries. That's a great series as well. That that must have been, surely. That was on your radar, was it? A little bit Yeah, I was a big fan of Longshot. Yeah. And maybe a little bit before my time, but I was a big fan of Longshot. So. Okay, cool. And uh, are you an Art Adams fan? Yeah, I like a bit of Art Adams. Um, you know, he's, uh, again, he's, he's probably one of those artists that, as I was coming into it in the mid to late 80s, um, you know, you were finding a lot of, as, as we've already said, a lot of John Romita Jr., um, Mark Silvestri, Jim Lee coming into it. So we would probably, the back end of him being, uh, he, he sort of branched off at that point, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Sort of left the Xbox. So probably he was on my radar, but only just, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I heard him uh, telling, I can't remember the exact figure, but I heard him telling a fan at New York how much one of his commissions costs. And I'm like, fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I think um, I think I've heard on Jason on the 11 o'clock comics. He, you know, they've had, I remember them having dinner um, oh, where's oh God, a whole bunch of them. Um, what's his name? Um, oh, I can't remember what podcast it is now, but it's an art podcast anyway. So oh, the, I the know guy one. Met, is it the Cadence um, podcast? Is it? Oh, is it? Or, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know uh, what you mean. I can't think of it either. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they talked about it and they said that his commissions were going for thousands upon thousands. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said they were, you know, even Jason was, you know, sweating. I think a little bit. Yeah, I've got a feeling it was something like not three, too much. three grand, something like that, off the top of my head. Like, 
because um, I then walked back again and I saw uh, you know there's like these sort of roving TV crews doing interviews and stuff and uh, they were asking about him about to ask him about how much it was and I'm thinking oh yeah you'll be surprised but yeah, anyway, so he did a bit of that. Um, he then obviously is um, he's an, he is always and has been an artist known for his own, in his own right. Um, he would have been a member of um, the founding, you know, he would have had his own imprint at Image, but I think one of his family members was quite ill. Yeah, um, was it his sister or something like right, that? Man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he stepped back, and, and that's why he's, although he's one of the founders, he's, he's not one of the actual, um, one of the, 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 the original uh, like you say, he didn't have his own imprint. So. Yeah, yeah, but it's so um, Wetworks came out through Wildstorm. Um, yeah. He returned to Marvel for the ill-conceived and badly brought to life Heroes Reborn, uh, where he worked on Iron Man. Um, that's a, yeah, I'll write that sentence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in August 2000, he was actually very ill himself and fell into a two-week a two-week coma, um, and it took him a while to get back in the saddle, but he is back in it now. Um, and he's been drawing. I think he did a quite a lengthy run on Spawn. Um, which is quite looks quite cool. I'm not a spawn reader at the moment. Um, and he also did artifacts at Top Cow, which was quite well received. I think who wrote that, but it was it was, it was one of those sort of cross company, you know, because they had right. all the all the different weapons that were a bit appeared in it, sort of the darkness and witchblade and that sort of thing. Yeah. Apparently quite good. Um, like as I say, later known for Punisher, X Factor, and Uncanny X Men. Also co-created Bishop. And if you look at there's a, a YouTube channel I occasionally look at called Sci-Fi Wire. There's a great uh, burn interview on it, actually, where they walk around his studio. But in that one, he draws um, a really great bishop and talks a bit about his mullet and all this sort of thing. Mm. It's pretty good. And it's not a mullet. It's, is it Jerry Curls? Is that the name of it? Jerry Curls. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, oh, no, it's not a mullet. It's this. And he's, he seems like a very nice guy. He seems like a sort of approachable, friendly, yeah, enthusiastic is, yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, so that's good. Cool. Now, we're not going to talk about... I think we've talked about Claremont enough on this podcast, so we're probably we're only going to talk a little bit about his writing style, and I'm going to laugh at it. Um, uh, so we're probably not <laughs> going to pick on him individually um, and his silly accent. But the the so moving on the, the bit that I'm not a prude, Pete. You've met me. You, you've had a beer with me. You know I'm not a prude. But yep, um, I, my toes did curl a little bit at the kiss between um, uh, Professor Xavier and Lilandra. Yeah, it's um not for not because it's I suppose it's interspecies romance, isn't it? Not for anything like that. It's just a he looks a bit of an old man. It's a bit of a sort of weird kiss, isn't it? You know, it is very weird. I mean, to be honest with you, kisses don't always look great in comics. I mean, they yeah, it kind of looks like they're at the wrong angle, and you know, I mean, he's got his mouth kind of closed. It, as you say, it does look odd. It just looks odd. Yeah, yeah, a little bit too too in close as well, and rather is bit further back mind you i'd probably so I didn't have to see as much i'd probably smash her do you know what i mean if i, oh, well, if I lived in essex and talk like that yeah <laughs> uh, then uh then we get a really weird moment where sam guthrie is cannonball is um trying to work something on the computer it's just a bit strange and the art it becomes slightly more stylistic at that point for me it's it's um a bit scratchier it's moving towards the Sinkovich yeah. sort of area. I'm not sure why. And he's wearing a Lila t-shirt, who is the girl who he, uh, the sort of rock star he had a relation. He's having a relationship with, isn't he? Um, yeah. And the smallest pair of cut-down denim shorts ever. <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't even notice that. In my <laughs> Maybe it's because I spent too much time looking at Rogue. Yes, we've got a moment um, with Rogue in a second, yeah, haven't we? Yeah. It's, it is really, really weird. I can't work out what this piece is there to show you know with with sam yeah um other than later on, on where kitty fixes his computer um it maybe shows that she's brilliant and everything but otherwise i mean i don't i don't it, it does seem very odd it's just to prove he's not out there playing uh baseball with everybody yeah and he's you know typing on the computer and and it makes no sense at all yeah and then we get the famous baseball scene so this did happen a few times didn't it in the x-men where they all go and play baseball with each other um, yes, yeah. And as I understand it, it stems from the fact that Marvel would play baseball or softball, I think it was, against DC yeah. every summer, wouldn't they? It was quite a well-known yeah, competition. So. Yeah, that's kind. It's kind of cool. Now, in this is um, now th this is my troubling thoughts about Rogue. You've got a woman who's um, overtly very <laughs> um, uh, sort of canon movies. 90s sexy isn't she you know 80s 90s sexy she's she's always wearing these sort of crop tops is a yeah. you know uh she could be on a you know in in the background in one of those sort of sleazy detective films 
Um, but she, but her power is if you touch her, she um, she sort of sucks all your life out of you, your memories and your powers and all sorts of things, depending on the the story need at the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in but she's nearly always naked. Always naked. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, clearly, I, I can only assume that the artists just wanted to draw her half naked. Yeah. But as you say, it makes no story sense. No sense in the story whatsoever. Um, other than just literally, and it. She has still got her powers because earlier on she said that that was right. During the tickle scene, she says, Crawler pulled this stunt with me once. He won't try it again, though. That's now, right. I'm assuming that she means that he lost some of his powers and, and got knocked out other than rather than him just kicking his ass. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it makes no sense other than, I suppose, to fuel. I mean, what was this? 1986. Yeah. 1985, To fuel, you know, eight, nine, ten-year-old lads like me, 12-year-old lads to fuel their desires. That's the only thing <laughs> yeah. I can think of. And she knows. Um, She's looking back and smiling, oh, isn't yeah. she? She gets it. Oh, it, yeah. it's, it's... Yeah. It's, it's definitely drawn like that. It's, that's the only reason it's drawn then. And even on the next page, Kitty's bending over in front of Nightcrawler and Wolverine, and it's like, these are clearly... There's, there's a reason these pictures have been drawn like this. <laughs> yeah, there is. And they've both got strange <laughs> looks on their faces, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's wearing... Wolverine's drinking a beer and wearing a cowboy hat. And holding and he's got, a, he's got a, yeah yeah he is a bit isn't he yeah um and also that on that previous page with the the infamous butt shot that we're going to call it now he's getting really into it nightcrawler he doesn't sound quite so german in that does he swing batter swing batter no, no, easy no, out kitty you can do it it's not suddenly gone all new york yeah that's a bit isn't he yeah okay i, I dig it it's all right it's baseball <laughs> um so we've got the baseball match um cyclops cyclops has um missed his missed kitty's fastball a couple of times so he transforms in into, into his Metal Colossus persona and bats the ball out into the air. It's, it goes really high, so Rogue flies up to get it. But who does it fly near? It flies near... Um, US, is it US-1? What's the name of the President's plane? Air Force 1. Air Force 1, that's right. US-1 is a different comic. It's from the new universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Air Force 1. Um, and she catches it right next to the window of Ronald Reagan. This is just weird. Yeah, yeah. Gives uh, him a kiss on the window. Yeah. And then off she goes again. He says, we better keep this between ourselves. I, Which is probably I, what Clinton also used to say as well to women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never remember Ronald Reagan being, and, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a straight man in his 50s at this point, but I never remember him being a very sexy man. It seemed a bit doddery no. and forgetful to me. Yeah, I think that was... I'm going to say his persona, but that that, that seems to be the, the sort of guy he he, he always was. Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's obviously a history of you know U.S. presidents in 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 the uh, American in, in Marvel comics yeah, especially. So maybe it was just a, yeah. a chance. Maybe Rick or or Chris were huge fans and wanted him in there in some way, shape, or form. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's true. And it does stink a little bit of filler, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. So we're getting that. Um, we get a bit more with um kitty and sam and she fixes his computer like you mentioned um and then we get the um the row that's going on about between which he doesn't really have much of much to stand on doesn't he cyclops madeline sort of <sighs> rowing about he wasn't even there when the baby was born and she needs him to be the father and all this sort of thing and he's just saying things like i have responsibility for the x-men madeline um and he's sort of all this... tied up this seems to be where he comes across across as a complete and utter douchebag. Yeah, he does. He yeah. basically tells her that she needs to stay just because she had a really good job beforehand. She now needs because she's had a child. She must surely be thinking about quitting a job and just becoming a, a parent. And despite the fact that being a leader of the X Men makes no money, being a man, he has to go out and work as the leader of the X Men. It just it just stinks of him being arrogant. It stinks of sexism. All this stuff that I never would have thought about, you know, reading it back then. Yeah. But he just comes across. Just a complete and a douchebag. Um, you know, I wonder he's whether expecting her to just forget about her career after the baby and and that's it. Just yeah, play happy families. Yeah, I'm. I I wonder whether we're setting him up to lose at this point. I wonder whether maybe maybe they're trying to make him look the bad guy. Maybe because I yeah. remember reading this as a kid and thinking he wouldn't lose that. You know, um, and well, uh, but they're setting it up that he does here. I think I think they want they're easing the yeah. the you know the the impact of him losing the leadership battle by making him such a such a twat at this point he he makes a couple of statements here about you know it being his responsibility and 
You know, he's basically the only person who can lead the X-Men at this point. And he says she's got Storm, has no powers, and she'd be a liability in a combat situation. Yeah. Now, I mean, I had to double check the whole thing about, um, you know, her fighting Callisto. But she was raised in Harlem. You know, she spent time. No, she was in raised Africa. in Egypt, wasn't she? No, it's in Egypt. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah, she was born in Harlem. Sorry, raised right. raised in Egypt. Um, she was. She apparently she saved a young Black Panther from racist thugs when she was twelve. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. She fought Callisto and stabbed her with a knife. And he's claiming that she's she'd be a liability in a combat situation. I know. It just again, it just thinks of them as you say, setting him up to be a complete and utter jackass. And let's not forget they, had, people they do had... not like. They had Jubilee on the main team, and all she did was make fireworks. <laughs> and and chew gum. Yeah, I, I don't like her. Anyway, yeah, so that's I think I think they're setting him up. I, if I read this now, I'd think, oh, he's going to lose. As soon as he said Storm yeah. has no powers, she'd be a liability in a combat situation. She He's going to lose. That's lose, foreshadowing, yeah. isn't it? That's, it uh... it, it's funny then, because when Storm comes up the stairs, she basically offers him outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he turns, he says, no, nah, you're all right, thanks. He walks away. He doesn't stand toe to toe with her and say, no, we'll do this. He walks away and says, no, she offers him outside. She says, listen, mate, you think you can take me? Let's go. Yeah. And he, he walks away. You know, they, I think, I think you're right. They are setting him up to be the villain of this piece. Yeah. And to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. So this is our, we then get our only sight of Magneto who's running yeah. the new mutants, uh, Roberta <laughs> DaCosta, uh, Rain Sinclair and Danny Moonstar through there. Uh, and, um, uh, Doug Lock through their sort of it wasn't it was just Warlock at the time he wasn't wasn't joined with Doug at that point was he Doug's up in the control no, room no, I don't um, and they yeah Cipher yeah and they're running him he's running them through this sort of danger room antics that they used to regularly get up to in their title and so, which is the only side of him and I can't, I'm a big fan of Magneto I think there's three villains for me there's Doom um, uh, Galactus and Magneto who for me I, in the Marvel Universe I would read an ongoing from I just read the Doom ongoing uh, um, the Doc, Doctor Doom ongoing have you read that? No no I haven't, I haven't. good stuff actually um, it's alright yeah it's pretty good oh. yeah and uh, Magneto is quite a fascinating character isn't he? Um, well I remember I think I've got I'm pretty sure I've got um, I think he did a, 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 a four, four issue limited series way back when probably the, maybe early 2000s I can't remember now. and it kind of delved into his past and this is the you know, um, the nazi camp and yes, yeah that's the one very yeah, the, very uh, touching yeah. yeah very um impact yeah. yeah impactful yeah yeah so you know he's got a very an, an interesting past but it, I, I do find it odd that cyclops has spent most of this issue going on about how he can't trust magneto and yet the x-men have literally gone yeah, yeah if you want to take five kids four or five kids into the danger room <laughs> and we you know yeah we, we, we really don't trust you but if you want to take them in there that's fine and you know again it doesn't make any sense yeah and why is he dressed as Prince in this issue? <laughs> yeah. oh, there you go. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, and he banged out Rogue, didn't he? He got, got it on with Rogue at one point. Good man. Um, good. So they get they get sort of shooed out of the danger room, and then they all sort of go up in the gallery to watch what's going on. And then we get the duel, don't we? Then we get the duel between the two characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again. A lot of talking, I thought. Yeah. Certainly from some Cyclops. Yeah. You know, again, we've got Claremont ex- explaining the danger room through somebody who's probably fought in there. I mean, what is this? 1986. So he's, he's spent 20-odd years fighting in this danger room. And yet he's acting as if he's a complete rookie. And it's, oh, my God, look at the day. Oh, my God, wow, this is amazing. And, and it's like, you've been in there many, many times before. Yeah. It's just another way for Claremont to explain something once again and mansplain to us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Claremont-splain. Yeah. <laughs> Claremont's lane, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it goes on. There's so, so much talking during this fight. I mean, yeah, I had constant. a table. I'd sat at a table for a couple of days in New York, and he was sat opposite me. Claremont and f- fuck me, wound me up. <laughs> <laughs> Did he do what I'm talking then as well? Yeah, God Almighty! You think you think he I, was I, Shakespeare? Yeah, the way he goes on. I wonder whether you, you know when Stan used to explain everything. You know, yeah. you'd start talking about Spider-Man, about yeah. how he got this great idea of putting a spider with a man. And you'd think, <laughs> you know, I, get, I get the concept, dude. I really do get the concept. Yeah. And he'd be <laughs> explaining it to you like you were an idiot. And I'm wondering whether Claremont just became the new, you know, he wanted to be the new Stanley, so he felt like he had to explain to everybody like they were an idiot. Yeah. Like they'd never read comics before, maybe, I don't know. I think you might be right. Well, let's get to the end of this, Yule, because it, I found it um, unconvincing and, uh, yeah, Machiavellian for future issues. Um, and he basically loses. So she sort of pulls his visor off and 
defeats him for that reason. Yeah. Uh, sort of catches him out in the dark. Um, and he, he sort of stoically stands up and leaves. Um, and that's, and the, and the, and the story has forced him in back into the arms of Madeline, hasn't he? Um, well, again, the, 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 the thing that gets me is it's the fight last four pages in total. Yeah. In today's, we'd have had a ten issue maxi series, twelve issue maxi yeah. series. Into who will take the crown? You know, you know exactly. You know, it would have, it would have gone on for for, for days. Um, considering he's a master tactician, he's constantly standing in the light. Um, yeah. You know, it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, and then right at the end, after saying, "I really don't want to char- deal with this child. I can't stand this child. I've got to lead the X Men," she defeats him and he goes, "Oh, I hope Madeline will take me back." <laughs> it's like he's 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 he's, he's gone away. He's, he's 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 had enough of the girl. He's had enough of his wife. Yeah. He's gone and cheated on it. And this this woman has turned around and said, "You know, you know what?" I don't think we're good together. And he's gone, well, I hope my wife will have me back then. <laughs> yeah. that, that just feels what it's like. You know, it just, <laughs> yeah, from it, one it, mistress to the other, actually. Yeah. It, it, it's four pages of, as you say, unconvincing fights. Yeah. And then he just, I'll go back to it. Yeah. That's like I'm dogging on the issue, but I yeah, love no, it. No, so. I love this issue as well. And there's so many, there's so many character bits in it and everything. And everyone's, yeah, it's this, this fucking hell. I've, when I got this, I was over the moon because I already knew that it was like this sort of collector's edition, you know. I remembered what the um, title was at the end of issue 200. And the title was his right. coming next month is um, a beginning, an ending and a duel. And that was the the title of I it. I think I have seen yeah. that. I think I've seen that some. But it's, it's not uncommon for these books to have one title on the front cover and another title inside. And the previous no, month. I'd, I'd imagine they changed, yeah. they changed titles up until last minutes. That, uh, the... Yeah way these things are put together and then we get an an epilogue of, of some sort don't we in fact it's called the epilogue which is all around rachel and they were building rachel up i think to be the next dark phoenix saga weren't they at this time it all became a bit muddied unfortunately but it was um she was she'd come back from the future um she was back and she she it's, it's a bit unclear here and I had to read um, a summary of it online just to make sure I had it right. But she visits her grandparents. Yeah. And her grandparents. I... So Jean Grey's exactly parents. Exactly the same things you had to read. Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she's uh, her, her grandparents. I don't think are aware of her. I think. No. And have a um, a globe which has got the sort of hologram of Jean Grey in it. So she yeah. goes up there. She's beginning to sense the phoenix power in her, and he she adds her image to the image of Jean Grey in the, the yeah. sort of dome thing. Well, yeah. Apparently, it's a Shire hollow empathic crystal. <laughs> right. Good. Yeah. And there you what go. What she does is she adds a piece of herself, a piece of her essence, right. inside the crystal, which already contains a piece of Jean's essence. All right. Which kind of sounds a bit rude, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but apparently, that's what they're doing. That's what she's doing. Right, there you go. But I, I do think you're right that I think it's it's setting up the return of Jean Grey. It's setting up a, a you know to do with the Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and I and I still don't understand why she looks naked pretty much in the entire last two or three panels. Seems odd that, that I, I, odd. I'm guessing she is wearing clothes, but the colour job that they've done just makes it look as if she's stuck into a grandparents' house. I'm always naked. I'm always stark as in my grandparents' bedroom. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> hey. I was like to, you know, you know, it doesn't frighten them. They've seen it all before. They've but, seen it before, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and then we get um, the second part of the epilogue is on the moon, um, the blue area of the moon, and you get um, what? You, what happens there, dude? The watcher's there, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's there to say it begins. Yeah. So, and and, and I can, I'm guessing that, as you say, it's to do with the, the phoenix. It's to do with uh, to do with Rachel potentially becoming. Phoenix. I think in, in in one of the previous issues, one nine nine. It looks yeah on the cover. She's kind of very Phoenixy on the cover of that. So right, of course she is. Yeah, that's right. And this and obviously she then becomes later becomes a member of Excalibur and all that sort of thing. And that's a great run as well. The Alan Davis stuff. Yeah, you must love all that stuff, man. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um. Ex. What do you say? Excalibur and, and and well, to be honest, as you say, all the X titles around that time. Yeah. Just. It was, you know, I, I was, I was, you know, 10, 12, 14 years old. It was, you know, that's the time when you're re- when you're getting into something. That's the time when you really start loving stuff, don't you? Oh, you really do, man. Yeah, you really do. Um, and then next issue to slay the Beyonder, and the Beyonder is um 
basically a white version of Michael Jackson who turns up on Earth. In his one-piece suit, whatever his, the hell it was. His high-collared yeah. Elvis jumpsuit, and uh, <laughs> is uh, yeah, is is gonna you know whatever. I don't know what he's gonna do, but he it spread itself over. That was the beginning of the rot. The rot started setting in there. The Secret Wars one was great fun, you know, basically designed to promote a toy line or whatever it was, and toy line, yeah. just great I fun. Think I had a lot of them. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> great fun to read. And then Secret Wars two, you go, what what the fuck has happened there? I don't understand. I didn't read. Yeah, I didn't which read, uh, I believe. She Hulk was, was thirteen, and so I missed that bit or something, you know. <laughs> I, th- I think that was that number two was 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 all about Jim Shooter just trying to make money. I think. That, <laughs> yeah, correct? yeah, probably. Yeah. What, again, it's probably what I've heard on on the Rob Liefeld uh, podcast, but I kind of I'm pretty do, sure number two was literally just to make money, wasn't it? I do kind of feel that he was a little bit based on Shooter, some somehow somewhere, the Beyonder. They, I do feel that. I don't know why. I don't know. They're not that they're not that similar in looks, but they are both sort of all powerful yeah. people at Marvel, I yeah. suppose. Um <laughs> I don't mind Shooter actually. I spoke to him at a few conventions and um he's got a sense of humour. I was speaking to Gareth Hopkins who looked after him at MCM a couple of years ago now, and he was saying that yeah. he's got actually got a scrapbook of all these really angry emails that he sent people. Which I <laughs> or letters or whatever I suppose it was letters back then or faxes. Yeah. Um and I, I he's kinda of, he kinda of owns it a bit, you know? Which I kinda of like. Well that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which I mean, funnily enough, when you mentioned the letters, I, I I read a few of these letters, and it's quite funny to see some of the some of the the, the letters are damning in in some respects of of Marvel. You know, one says X Men one ninety two was more like it. You know, the previous ones I didn't care for, and they were incomprehensible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> could you imagine that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, then one person Xavier got what he deserved. You know, to be victim of a brutal gang. It's like what? Yeah. <laughs> Just... There's that um, Claremont documentary, isn't there? Um, which is quite good. I think they're they're quite sly about um, about shooter in that. I think Wheezy and Anderson and Claremont and all that sort of crowd. Yeah, I'd like oh, to see a documentary on him. I think there is some kind of movie that was made. I think it got kickstarted. I've never actually seen it. With, shooter now we're talking yeah with shooter which is like a long form interview with him um i'd imagine he'd like to see it too <laughs> yeah 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 i'd watch that they were they were <laughs> lovely days of marvel weren't they to me oh gotcha. yeah have you got um so, so that's that's that issue just a couple of other questions before we finish off dude but before we go into the advert and then we talk a little bit about you but what um is there any sort of particular x-men runs that really you know really hold hold dear you hold dear um I think the, the the stuff you know that we read in here, the, the sort of the late '80s, that that sort of stuff, um, because they were so personable. A lot of the issues, nothing, you know, they were fighting people, characters like Nimrod, and and you know they were just fighting in a construction site and stuff like that. Yeah. You know that 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 sort of run where it didn't tie, it didn't seem to tie into anything bigger. So yeah. you know back then, because you could only pick up an issue here and then you'd miss for two months and then you'd pick up a couple of issues. Um, I really enjoyed that, and and I guess again because I was you know, uh, fourteen, thirteen, fourteen years old, when the when the Jim Lee, um, and and obviously originally it was Claremont, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, writing it, that sort of run, um, you know, I I I really enjoyed, um, because I was at that age, I guess. Yeah, I remember re- I remember buying it. Um, I was thinking I was because I was I'm a bit older than you, and I was buying it in a comic shop in Herne Hill, and seeing there was yeah. four different covers, and I hadn't actually read. Yeah. I, I bought them all, thinking, and then I opened them up and went, they're they're all the same issue. I don't understand. Well, I mean, that's 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 blatantly why it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the it biggest is. selling comic of all time, isn't it? Let's yeah, be honest. It certainly is. You know, I, I think I read somewhere that they actually purposely did it, hoping that people would have to collect all of them. Yeah. So that it, you know, it, it made more sales. They started something there, didn't they? No, definitely. Yeah. And uh, okay, so a couple of other questions. Um, favorite X Men character? Um, it's probably always been Wolverine, I guess. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, for any particular run, any particular reason that you sort of discovered him and thought, yeah, I really dig this dude, or. I, don't know. Do you know what? I don't know why. Um, it was just it, he was always the character. Maybe it was because he didn't care for the rules. I yeah. guess I, I don't know. It was, you know, he was the. And yet, I, I think I had a, a conversation with somebody online the other day. When you look back through his run of comics of Wolverine comics, um, a lot of them aren't very good. No, they're not, are they? Yeah, they're not. Um, yeah. You know, occasionally, when he goes off to Japan, it can be quite good, but yeah, not very good issue. You know, his sto- the stories of with Wolverine and aren't, aren't really that good in, in his own title. The exception um, there, yeah, I would I, say, would be Claire, the Claremont Miller miniseries, which the, I absolutely adore. Yeah. I absolutely love it. I think I was reading it in... 
I'm going to say the Daredevils or something like that. I think I read it in. It was one of those sort of card cardstock covered, or was okay. it the X Men, the Marvel stuff? And uh, they 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 coloured it at that point. Didn't it? I remember just being entranced by it. And then what was actually also quite good was the Wolverine Kitty Pride mini, which is a six issue mini, which is all right. But you're right. When we started, once we got past that initial Busima Wolverine run, I think he did like the first fifteen or something, something like that. And then it all began to decline a bit. It all became a bit too nineties for me. I think at that point. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, I don't think they really knew what to do with him. To be perfectly honest, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think they had a hit on their hands and didn't know what to do with him. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he was a character who you know you 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 really want to see him kill people, and they weren't doing that because, or, or or if they were, you know, it was very discreet about the deaths. Yeah. You know, um, because. They were trying to sell to kids, I guess. Yeah, I mean the sewers thing in the in the Dark Phoenix saga is quite notorious, but also quite impactful. I say impactful again, so I keep saying that this this episode. But it's because it was um, so strong, wasn't it? You were like, "Fucking hell, this dude!" You know, we hadn't really yeah. seen him properly. You know, he'd barely taken his helmet off. He'd only been about for twenty something issues at this point, maybe thirty issues, and we hadn't really seen him right really unleash. And he does in that against the Hellfire Club, and you're like, "Fucking hell, man." Just yeah, and that's what you want. That's what you want to see. Even when they yeah. came to the movies, yeah. that's what people wanted to see. Yeah, I think I think uh, when um, I, I saw an interview with Hugh Jackman about X Men Two, and he said, "I'll do it. I want to kill more people. I want to show <laughs> what I can do." Yeah, and he, I think yeah, and I think he did, and I, I think it's good for that. I don't mind I, all yeah. of the Wolverine movies. I mean, they do get pro- progressively better, but um, they're all X Men Origins has its issues, but the second one's good, and um, Old Man Logan's especially good. I think really like it. You know, it's a sort of character piece. Yeah. Um, yeah, good. I'm, I am reading it now, still, the Cubert series. I'm not enjoying it as much. I'm still buying it on a pool list and, uh, you know, getting around to reading there was, it eventually. There was a point where, there was a point where I think it's Adam Cubert was doing a lot of the covers. I think he was doing the internals as well, or most of them. Right. Um, but his, his cover work was, and I can't remember what numbers they were. I did, I think I did, did put them up, um, on Facebook when I, when I, when I posted a lot of these books and his cover work just then, it was, they were just stunning. Yeah, you know, beautiful pieces of art and you know yeah. beautiful pieces of design. To be honest with you. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Yeah, no, he is a great character. And are you still reading any X titles at the moment, or have you just dropped off it for a bit? Uh, to be honest, not not really. I mean, I uh, I still have, um, I've still got the, the Hickman X titles. Yeah. But if I'm honest, I started to read um, House of X, Powers of Ten. Yeah. Uh, and I think I got three or four issues into it, and then it, it not that it fell by the wayside. It was just there was. Too much, too much other stuff going on, and okay, so yeah. I've got every issue. It's just sat there in a, in a, you know, in a pile of comics. Yeah, I do um, that a lot. Yeah, we all, do, yeah. That's the, that's our curse, my friend. That's how we're cursed it, with that well, way. Yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, at the the, uh, the the drink and draw the other night, um, I was, you know, Johnny Cannon talking about, uh, um, about the um, what's it called? Why is it always going on in my head? It's actually sat on my bed right now. <laughs> what is it? Damned United. Oh yeah. Damned United. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, the United. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, you know, waxing lyrical about how beautiful it looks. And he said, "Have you read it?" And I went, "Oh no." <laughs> and, you, know, you feel so crap about it. Yeah. I have started to read it now, but it's just one of the things you get so much in, and it just all gets put to one side. And thinking, oh, I'll, I'll get round to that. I've still got books from 2016. I haven't opened. Mate, I've. Um, there's issues of so, Aryan Lord of Atlantis I haven't got round to from like the early 80s yet. You know. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There's so much. <laughs> yeah, I have to say. I'm... I forced myself to read Hoxpox and I enjoyed it. I think because I, Dan and Vince got it as well. And, I, and I, there's a lot going on in it, isn't it? There's, um, it's not a quick read, you know. It's yeah. not, you know. So that's the beauty of comics. You can pick up an issue of Savage Dragon, read it in a couple of minutes, and it's good fun. And it's a little, yeah. you know. And it's so sometimes Can't for a done. concentrated reader. So I think similar to European Bond Destiny, is it's, it's a solid read, isn't it? I really, really enjoyed it. And I yeah. say the the current of the the X Men crop the the actual X-Men series is by far the best, and there's some real moments in it. I think once you get to them, it's... Uh, right. Yeah, I just recommend to everyone I speak to, the Marvel app, I just I just love it. Um, I have to I have to admit, um, it, it is... If I'm going to if I'm gonna buy Marvel books now, especially with everything being so expensive, yeah. you know, is, it, is it £15 a month no, or something like that? No, I think like it's that? like eight ninety nine a month or something. Oh, OK, yeah. Christ, even, even cheaper than I thought. Maybe it's $15 or I've seen it at. Yeah. But maybe it's been so long since I looked. But yeah, to be able to go back, you know, I'm so like I said, I've got books from 2016 I haven't read, yeah. so I'm not going to be that bothered about waiting six months for an issue. Yeah, and I think they're reducing um, it to three months soon. So, uh, yeah, they're going to break it down to three months. But I mean, I read, 
I think I read around a hundred comics, just maybe just under a hundred comics on there in the first week of January. Um, and do you know what? Because I'm such a lazy fucker that some of the comics were upstairs in the comic room, but I was sat there watching Christmas TV. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'm just going to call it up on here and read it. You know. Yeah. Good. Thanks, man. That's really good. Good choice. Thank you for that. Right, we're going to pause for an advert and then I'm going to ask you a little bit about what you've got going on. Okay. Um, tired of websites being afraid to say anything resembling criticism in their so-called reviews. Simping badly written pieces that are doing nothing more than producing a dull promotional piece. Then head over to NeverIronAnything.com, a review website for actual adults. Yeah, that's my advert this week for my new site. <laughs> I was, I was expect I was waiting for the the, the, the advert to, to go south, and it, it was oh no, it was actually a real advert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not well, about hookers. Or I hate to be serious. We will, they will, we'll, we'll, we'll be moving back to heroin and prostitutes in in the following weeks. God. I'm just waiting for uh, Simon Russell to come on so I can go full bore on prostitutes and heroin because I know he's such a fan. But the uh, yeah, no, I just thought I'd, uh, I'm just trying to get people to read my website. No, That's no. very sad, but yeah. Um, no, no, fantastic. <laughs> you did some great work, mate. So uh, thank you. Carry mate. On. That was a. Um, that was a, a bored Christmas under lockdown project that I managed to make a website, which I'm surprised I can barely phone someone. You know, I'm so technical, technically shit, but yeah. Now you are not technically shit because talking to that website, you did the logo for it, my friend. So I know I um, recently you sort of thrown yourself into a bit of de- learning to design things. Is that and so and out of that, we're also yep. getting a um, a magazine or something from you. Is that right? Yeah. Well, during, during lockdown one, as we'll call it, yeah. um, I was actually quite, quite productive trying to get uh, all sorts of stuff done and um because of you know people being furloughed left right and center and funnily enough i'd actually qualified as a, a, a an hgv driver just beforehand and then nobody would give me a job because i didn't have any experience as an hgv driver wow i didn't know um, that man that's quite a big so, yeah. hgv Bloody so, hell. so it was like i've done that and then i can't get a job so uh, i was sat there for about, about a month or so into it and I think something came up, and it was to do with uh, graphic design, and you know, basically gaining, ba- gaining a, a basic qualification. Yeah. And so um, I just threw myself into that um, because I couldn't otherwise. It was just I was going to murder the kids uh, doing homeschooling. So <laughs> I figured I'd, I had to do something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I learned to, to, to do graphic designing, and uh, from that, um, I kind of got a bit of a, a penchant for uh, doing magazine work and design work and stuff like that. So I'm should be on the 15th of February. It was supposed to be the 15th Real. of March, but I've put it back now. Um, I'm going to be uh, producing an online magazine, Excellent. which is uh, it's, it's going to be called The Brand. There will be a, a website uh, shortly coming out. Real. And it's basically to do with just people's brands. Um, it, you know, it's it, it, it's it's an in, it'll be an interview uh, star magazine in some respects. Right. Um, there'll be articles. Uh, um, obviously, it'll grow. It, it won't be massive the first one because it's it's mainly going to be me with a couple of other people. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, I will be advertising um, for people. It's non non profit, obviously. Yeah. Um, if they want to get involved and in, in articles about anything, really, as I say, it's it's a it's about create creative minded people made by creative minded people, and it was it's in some respects it's a vanity project. It's 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 a, a portfolio piece in some respects for me. Right. Um, but it's something to sink my teeth into, basically. And there will be a podcast accompanying it, which uh, has been the first episode has been recorded um and hopefully that will uh, accompany it as well oh good stuff man that's great the um so you haven't got uh, any links for it yet but they're going to be coming the 15th of february they, they, yeah 15th of february it, it will start but uh, you, there will start to be a few things uh, coming out shortly there, there there is a website um address already ready to go but i've, I've got to build uh, build the rest of it properly so i don't want to don't want to give it out too early because um you know, it looks shit basically. Good stuff, man. Um, yeah, it's it's nice how productive we become during lockdown, isn't it? I think that's great. That's a great project, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that was the thing. I mean, I was I, before that I was struggling to get pages done for, for for you know for book for books I was doing. So I kind of put them just to one side and said to myself, I'll I'll I'll, I'll get back to them soon. Uh, I mean, I've still got them living the mild life, which is my online kind of comic, which hasn't been done for a, a couple of months, but I'm getting back to that. So where as well. can people so, find uh, that one, dude? That's um, it's currently on uh, on Facebook. It's just living the mild life, um, and it's also on. Is it on Instagram? Or Instagram. Instagram. Cool. I've got an Instagram. 
Uh, oh. And that, I think, is under The Mild Life, because I don't think I could get get Living the Mild Life. Mild but, life. Um, Lovely. I'll put the... Uh, anyone having a look at this, it'll be in the... I'll do, I'll do a little piece on it tomorrow for the site, and it'll be in the um, in the links as well. Um, the dot mild dot life it is. And as I say, it's uh, that that's being built slowly as well. But, right. um, but it is, it, it, there will be fresh comics off or fresh strips coming soon anyway because i think the first comic i saw from you was um the iceman cometh wasn't it the axman pardon me the axman, the axman cometh, cometh. Yeah, yeah 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 that's uh, yeah there was a little that's bit right. of the shaky cane about that dude i think i said to you at the time and you went oh okay you did yeah yes you did yeah. i very much so, like that yeah um, very good nice. good stuff man and so it's being released on the 15th of february because pete is too busy the day before that <laughs> yeah yeah well not originally you know originally tony it was supposed to be re- released on the 15th of january uh, because i figured it was kind of that midway point when nobody's got any money right so they couldn't go anywhere so they'll so re- myself, read free stuff perfect, yeah you know? yeah exactly and then um the second lockdown happened and all sorts of other things happened so i was like right okay i'm gonna have to put it back a month um but it, it's coming. It's coming. Good stuff, man. That's really good. I've, I've said it now, so it has to bloody come. Yeah, see, I'll be putting this out in about an hour, so it's it's a verbally binding <laughs> yeah. agreement that we've got here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good stuff, man. That's really good. Yeah, I'm really. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. That's absolutely um absolutely oh, brilliant. I'll privilege. get you back on. It's um good. So before you go, just if you just wanted to run through any links you've got or where we can find you, etc. Uh. Twitter or anything no. like that. Um, to, to be honest, I'm not really on Twitter much anymore. It's right. uh, it's it's all the the PXD, isn't it? Really, that's uh, yeah. I, I didn't write any of these down because that's I, fine. I, man. I can put actually, them in the notes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm on I'm on uh, Instagram, which is Chatchman two seven one one the PXD. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I couldn't get the PXD, and I didn't want numbers after it. Yeah, I get um, it. And it wasn't yeah. The, um, yeah, on Twitter it is just at the PXD. Right. Um, cool. And I post on there occasionally, as I say. Good stuff. Um, and I do have a page on Facebook, but it probably hasn't been updated in far too long. Good. Good man. That's that's our, our one, isn't it? We move along. Move along. That's how we do it. But... Oh, well, I'm, like 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 it's technology moves so fast, and I'm so old now. <laughs> or I feel so old anyway. Yeah. You know, I need I need EA. Yeah. I'm Somebody to do. It so disappointed before. that my parlor account got closed down. Yeah. That... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know me, Tony. I don't like to get political. <laughs> I never post anything political. Yeah, good. It's the right way to be. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, man. And uh, we'll say goodbye now, and uh, we'll continue chatting, no doubt, in a second. Thanks, dude.